This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. So a couple church announcements before we hop into it. First, my book is available for pre-order. She is Uncompromising, A Christian Woman's Guide to Mastering Motherhood, Business, and Everything in Between. Now, this book is for anybody who wears multiple hats, who feels stretched thin, who feels like they're just having a tough time balancing and juggling all of the things that you have to get done in a day. This book is for you and it's all about how to create total life harmony. And the first step is to be uncompromising. So I break that down and then I end the book actually with a blueprint, which is an efficiency system that I stand 10 toes down on that I believe will help you truly be able to see the change and the fruit in your life. So you can get that right now at tatumtamia.com slash book. The link is in the show notes. If you pre-order, it also comes with my masterclass. I did it live last week, but you can still get the replay. We covered a lot on that masterclass. So, I mean, honestly, the masterclass is way is worth way more than the price of the book. But I wanted you guys not only to have the content of the book, but this class where I'm teaching you the exact same principles that's written in the pages. 
So again, you can get it at tatumtamia.com slash book. Second church announcement is we have about two episodes left that I'm doing live for 2022. December, we're taking a break. So reruns of the podcast will be airing, um, but I'm taking a much needed break and I'll come back in the new year with new episodes. So I wanted to end off this month just answering your questions um, because it's my, it's really the only opportunity I get to really like communicate with you guys because when we record podcasts, you just talking to yourself and uploading it to the internet. But I love when you guys submit questions because I get to address the very specific needs that you have. Now, before we get to the questions, I just want to shout out the person who wrote this review. They said, this episode has slapped a sis in the face. It's so easy to hear what God said and then not fully be obedient to what he said to do. Allowing the weight that I yoke myself to keep me from where he's called me. Tatum just confirmed so clearly that in order for me to fully walk in what he said, I need to fully trust what he said and follow his plans, that I need to stop procrastinating and finding things that's keeping me from fully being who he called me to. This podcast is for everyone truly wanted to do business God's way and making yourself available to hear the truth from his chosen vessel, Tatum. Thank you. The tears that are flowing is a gift from the Holy Spirit that has convicted me to move different and to take an introspective look at me and to be honest with my feelings with God. It's okay to be honest with the father. And now that I've done that, he's revealed me to me. So I don't see a name is more so of just uh, letters and numbers for who wrote this, but can I just say thank you and shout out to you? I don't read the reviews often, um, but I just so happened to see this one as I was looking for something on the feed. And this is what I do it for. Not for the accolades of myself, not for you know, to put myself on any type of pedestal, but to literally just give you guys language to validate your feelings, share with you the truth and wisdom of God and send you to your father. And I just want to say thank you guys so much. And I'll probably get a little emotional on the final episode of the year, but I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening, for allowing me to be a part of your life and just for just not only just being hearers of this show, but really just implementing the things that I talk about every week, because what God will do when you truly seek him and just commit yourself to him and surrender to him and allow him to transform you, it's just such a, a beautiful thing. It always feel beautiful for sure, but it just warms my heart to read things like that. And it's just confirmation for me to keep going. So I, I had to acknowledge the person who wrote that and just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because you bless me just as much as you're saying that I blessed you. So thank you. All right, let's hop into these questions. So this one says, hello, Tatum, I have a few questions for you. Have you ever gotten an idea that you were so excited about? And once you started to take action on it, you seem confused by it? Back in 2021, I was so excited about becoming a life coach. And once I started to take action to become a coach, I felt 100% confused about the whole thing. A part of me feel like maybe I'm out of alignment with what God has for me, or maybe I'm moving ahead of God instead of with God. So to answer this question here and going back to what it was before she gave context, have you ever got an idea that you were so excited about? And once you started to take action on it, you seem confused about it. I wouldn't say that I felt confused once I've taken action, but I've definitely gotten ideas and taken action too quickly. Now, here's how I knew that I was taking action too quickly. 
Anytime you get an idea from God and then you move to create it without further instruction, clarification, and strategy from him, then you're moving out of alignment. God doesn't give us ideas for us to take them and run with it. And so it's very important when you're doing business God's way that you ask him follow-up questions. So if God says, hey, I'm calling you to become a life coach, and then you take that and you start, I don't know, pursuing a uh, um, certification or you put the website up, you start posting about it on social media, then you're moving outside of alignment with him because you're not allowing his word to be a lamp upon your feet and a light on your path like it's supposed to. So you have to go back to God and say, Lord, is this something that you need me to do right now? Or is this something that you're just telling me for me to hold on to for future reference and allow God to provide that clarity of the timing? Then once he provides the clarity of the timing, let's say he says, this isn't for right now, then put a pen in it, write it in your prayer journal, put it in a notes in your phone, whatever it is that you use to keep track of your ideas and just leave it there until it's time to pick it back up. If the t- if he says the time is now, then you say, okay, God, now what is the first thing that you need me to do towards this? And then allow him to give you that next step. We have the benefit to be able to have communication with God where we speak and he responds, where we knock and he answers. And so anytime to where you're building something where God is only consulted uh, in the beginning, as opposed to him truly managing it, uh, really guiding and, and working through the details with you. Anytime that's not happening, then you're out of alignment. So you were probably confused when you got this uh, idea to be a life coach because you tried to take it and run with it, as opposed to asking God, what is the next step? I remember during that period, I referenced often of shutting down my business. God gave me a series of downloads. One of them, I remember this so clearly. I was in an apart- my apartment at the time. I had this, this whiteboard. It was on like the dining room wall because it was a one bedroom apartment. Didn't have so much space. And I always will work at the, uh, the dining room table. And so on the wall next to the table, I put a whiteboard. And so it was one of these times where I was having a business meeting with God. And I, and I was like, God, what, what am I doing? What do you have me doing? Because again, this is a season where I didn't have my business yet. And I was really just waiting for him to tell me what to do next. And I wrote down a series of things on that whiteboard. And one of them was programming. I had no clue what that was about. So I just put it down. I put the uh, copied everything from the whiteboard into a, a journal of mine. And I left it there. Later, maybe... I don't even know when this was in comparison to that, but another time God had wrote down, um, find your voice Academy. He told me one time when I was praying, I was like, that's a nice name. Okay. So I wrote it down, find your voice Academy. I had no clue what that was. And again, my process is God, if you want me to do something with this, let me know. If not, it's going to stay in this journal until you tell me it need to come out. And his answer was, you don't need to do anything with that right now. And so I left it there. Another time it was prophesied to me about being in media. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I have a podcast, but the prophet was like, no, you're going to build an empire. You're going to be the next Oprah is what they said. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Cool. (laughs) I wrote it down. I had no desire for any of that. So, but I wrote it down. Then 
over a year later, I, I remember stuff because of where I was living at the time. I was in my apartment when I was getting these downloads. So it was maybe a year later where I was, my husband and I were staying with my father-in-law while we were uh, on the hunt to purchase a home. And I was fasting with a friend for some things that she was believing in God for, for her business. And God told me, just started bringing all of these things back into my mind. The programming, Find Your Voice Academy, media company. And then he gave me the idea for Anchor Media. And I had about four or five pages of notes. Find Your Voice Academy was going to be this uh, retreat where people want to come and, and get their voices activated and not just learn how to um, do a podcast, but really know how to learn how to be mouthpieces for the Lord on these platforms and then get the strategy to get those messages out there. I was writing all of this down. Like I couldn't even, my pen couldn't even keep up with what I was hearing. I had pages after pages after pages of notes. And it was so detailed. And then even with that, all of these different things, again, the programming, the media company, Find Your Voice Academy, all of these different things just started coming together on the pages. And I said, God, now this is detailed, what we doing, because I'm excited, but let me just pull myself back in for a second. God, we running with this or do I got to close this? Because if I'm closing it, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to do it. But also, <laughs> I'm be real upset about this because I'm very excited about what you're showing me. And God said, go. Around this time, we were on tour for the or getting ready to go on tour for the podcast. But he said, go. I went. We had no website, nothing. I announced Find Your Voice Academy. The first one sold out in two days. I was, it sold out so fast. I said, well, shoot, I'm about to do another one a few weeks later. See what happened. Did another one. I ain't had no venue. I ain't, I ain't know how this was going to work. It, I did not know anything besides what God had told me to write on this paper and that he told me to go. So I went. Sold out. This is an event that we've been doing for years. I've helped over 150 podcasters and they have come through Find Your Voice Academy. So many shows now that continue to chart on Apple Podcasts, people who were timid when their shows came to me, timid and afraid to say what God has called them to say now, boldly speaking for the Lord, getting paid for it on their platforms, reaching the masses. And it's such a beautiful thing to witness what will happen when you move in alignment with God. And so I tell you that story because, and I, I want to give you guys just some strategy that when you get that God idea, take a second. Say, and your immediate next question needs to be, God, is this for now or are we tabling this? Are you giving me this for encouragement or are you giving me this to do something? with? I, I got to know so I know which way we moving. And allow him to God was next. And if he says, okay, we're moving with this. Okay, God, so how are we going to get this done? And allow him to write that blueprint out for you. And then you take your skills your testimony, all of the things that he's equipped you with to be able to do that thing, you apply it to his plan. This is the flow that you have to stay in when doing business God's way. God gives you the idea. God sets the timing. God gives you the specifics and then all of your skills, talent, resources, contacts, all of that stuff that's unique to you, you apply it to his plan and watch what he does with it. So her next question is about investing money. So she says, I was never taught anything about saving or investing my money. As a mother and aspiring entrepreneur, I'm finding it vital to invest my money into something that will grow over time. 
I sincerely apologize if my below question is personal or too personal, uh, but she asked, do you have an investment account for your child? If yes, how did you go about that? Um, and then she had the same investment question for the business. So to answer the question about an investment account for my son, yes, he has a few accounts. Now, I was not taught anything about investing either. And all I was taught by my parents was don't get a credit card, <laughs> which was horrible advice because the, you need credit and you can't get credit without having a credit card and opening up you know, accounts and things of that nature. So I was very much so uneducated about finances and I still don't know everything. And part of the reason I married an accountant, I was like, God, you got to send me a husband that's good with money because I like to spend it. <laughs> I like to make it and I like to spend it. I do like to see it grow, but also I would rather just focus on spending it. <laughs> but I did open up some a few accounts for my son. Now, again, I just used what I knew and made the best of it. So, for example, when I was pregnant with my son, I opened up a certificate. All I knew was that, oh, a certificate is something that I can put money into. It uh, has a certain uh, interest rate on it that uh, my money will accrue over time. It was simple. It was low risk. And I was like, okay, well, let me do this. So I op went to the bank, opened up a CD, and I put about, I think, $500 in it. This was around the holidays. And I told my family, I said, hey, um, I want instead of like gifts for the baby or anything, cause I, I'm good. I, I have everything I need and you know, anything that I need, I can, I can get. So just put money into the certificate for the baby. I want to max it out in a year. Cause I, it was like a 12 month certificate with like a 4% rate or something. So that's what I did. Some of my family members put the certificate on their direct deposits. So like every two weeks when they got paid, they would send like $20, small amounts. And we were able to max it out after a year. And I set up just some direct deposits every month or every couple of weeks or so to go into the account. So between me and my family, we were able to max it out after a year. And so when the year came up, I'm like, cool, we had a few thousand dollars. And so I was like, all right, well, what are we going to, what are we going to do next with this money? Of course, a great investment strategy is life insurance policies. Again, this is not like super monumental stuff. But it's just simple things that I knew that I wanted to act on to just start investing. So my husband and I wanted to get our life insurance policies. We wanted to get a certain, we talked to a financial advisor who advised us on the best policy. It was great because we'll be able to uh, pull out money while we're alive. It has cash value that accrues over time. So it was like, perfect, let's get this policy. Then when our son is born, the financial advisor was telling us how he took a policy out on his son when his son was young. And now by the time his son will be, I don't know, 18 or 21 or something like that, he was going to be a millionaire just based off of the money that would accrue from this policy. And his son, while alive, will be able to pull from the, the policy to buy a house, to do whatever. So as we were talking to him, I'm like, oh, I want, I want to do that for my son. So I had this money this few thousand dollars from the certificate. And so when my son was born, I called the uh, financial planner back. I said, hey, I'm ready to do what you said that you did for your son. And he's like, cool, um, we'll set you up. We'll do the, uh, this is what the premium is for the year. So we were able to use the certificate money to put towards his premiums. And I was like, perfect. So I paid off the, the premium and then I put the rest of his uh, money from the certificates to a simple savings, just a basic savings account with our bank. 
Now, again, this is not monumental stuff, but something small like a life insurance policy for my son, when he's fresh out the womb, he's going to be a millionaire at a very young age, just by that one decision that we made as his parents. And so then I took the rest of the money, I put it into um, a savings account, and then I put more, I think I split it up three ways. I put some to the premium, some to a regular savings account, and then I put another into a custodial account, which is an investment account. Now, my father-in-law is a really savvy investor, so he knows about stocks and uh, bonds and all of those things. I don't have no desire to. So I'm like, look, all I know is in order to buy stocks, you need money, right? So let me just put this into a custodial account for my son. I'll put the rest into a savings account. And then for every holiday, I'd use the same method. Hey, he doesn't need any more toys. Put money in his savings account. Or if you do give him toys, we just ask that you can also put money into uh, one of his savings accounts. So now for his birthdays, for holidays, everything, our family just gives us, um, they buy him stuff, of course, but then they also give us money to put into his accounts. Now, once his account gets to a certain point in the custodial account, then I'll talk to my father-in-law about the best way to invest. Um, or I might get you know, a financial advisor to advise me on that. But right now, all, all I need to do is put money in it so that I can have money to invest in whatever it is I need to invest in at whatever time. So then after maybe like, cause he's two and a half. So the second, his first year is when I did the investment account and the uh, savings account. So then his second birthday, I opened up uh, a ESA, which is an education savings account. Again, this is nothing monumental, but I know that these things exist. So I wanted to open it up because I know I'm going to want my son to be in private school. Um, I don't want to pay out of pocket for every single thing if I don't have to. So let me just start putting money there to build up that can be used for his education at some point. So just simple. So now he has these savings accounts. He has his life insurance policy that's going to accrue over time. Once his custodial account gets to a certain point, we'll start investing that uh, where it needs to go to accrue over the years. And then we have these savings account. And again, we tell our family the same thing every year. Buy him stuff if you want, but we just ask to help invest in his future. And that's what they do. So those are some of the things that I've put in place for him. They're not monumental stuff. It's nothing just nothing groundbreaking, but just me scrolling through, you know, the bank website, seeing what options are available for kids, me searching online of what, what are the good investment options for children, me talking to my financial advisor who helped my husband and I and saying, Hey, how do I set my son up and getting guidance from him? So I didn't know all the answers. I still don't. But one thing I know how to do is find the answers to my questions. And so I would suggest that you do the same. And those are some very simple avenues that you can explore that we did. Now, the next question says, hey, Tatum, are there any difficulties you experience being a powerhouse woman of faith and your different responsibilities? Girl, how much time do you have? <laughs> Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. It's that season, y'all. And by season, I mean allergy season. I'm someone who has seasonal allergies and it's the worst. My nose gets stuffy. My throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I'll come on and want to record my podcast and sound like a grown man. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. 
This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I have been using Claritin D for many years. One of the biggest struggles that I have with my allergies is that they usually cause sinus problems as well. So Claritin D has been such a relief for me because it addresses not just the allergies, but the sinus issues that happen as a result of the allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. I've been telling you guys that I'm planning a trip for my husband's milestone birthday that he has coming up. And as we choose which location we actually want to go to. I've been thinking a lot about learning a new language once we narrow it down. Because when I get there, I want to throw myself into the culture, into the language. And a part of that is learning exactly the language that they speak ahead of me getting there, right? Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app, and that it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. I'm most excited about the track record of Rosetta Stone because, I mean, they've been trusted experts for 30 years. Millions of users and 25 languages offered. I mean, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. They have fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. So no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They have an intuitive process so that you pick up language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then sentences. And overall, it's designed for long-term retention. They have speech recognition, so a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. So again, those desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And best of all, amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. <laughs> Honestly, though, my biggest difficulty that um, I experience personally is that I'm very, very hard on myself. I am literally impossible to please when it comes to me. With everybody else, I'm not that hard on them. With myself, I hold myself to impossible standards. And it's part of the reason why I'm in therapy, because it's something that I have to work through why? Like, I don't let myself just live. And it's again, it's something that I'm working through. 
Um, but that's one of my biggest roadblocks is that I am very, very hard on myself. It works well in the fact that I'm able to produce at a high level. Just that thoroughness and me being tough on myself usually uh, equates to a great output with whatever I'm doing. But in addition to that, the downside of that is I'm never satisfied with anything that I do. And that's something that I really, really am trying to work through. Um, something else that has been difficult is that, and then I'm I'm currently working through as well, is that business has become such a big part of my life. I'm in a position now where I want to step away from that part of my identity, if that makes sense. I started building brands when I was in college. When I graduated college, I started my first business. So my life from my 20, you know, from not even early 20s, but literally like 20 up until 30 has been all about business, building a business, achieving the level of success that I want, doing it God's way. And even once, because I, I got saved, saved about 26. What I, I don't even know what, what age I was that year, but around 2017, I might've been like 26, 25, something like that. Somewhere between 25 and 27. That's when I got saved, saved. And that's when my faith really started to take over. And that also equated to a lot of pressure on myself with the things that I do with the podcast and everything, because it's like, I have to be successful because if I fail, what does that mean for the people that's, that's betting on my message of making God to CEO? And it's such an impossible standard that I put on myself because it's not me that's going to make me successful. It's God. And I can walk with the assurance that I'm going to be a success because that is a benefit of uh, that I have of being led by him. And I am not in charge of my success. God is. He is the one who makes my plan succeed. But I have to, I'm constantly in an internal war with myself to force myself to remember that because I'm a hard worker. I'm very thorough. I'm always just head down doing the things. I don't care about the extras. I don't care about being seen. I just want to do good work. I want to live a good life and I want to honor God with everything that I do. And so because of that, I can get in my head a lot and I have to constantly remind myself like Tatum, it's not you that's producing this, it's God. So don't put that pressure on you. But it's something that does come up in my mind often of if I fail, what does that mean for y'all that's listening to the show? But God is within me, I can't fail. But again, this is the these are the lies of the enemy that keep us just in mental anguish, because if he can, and God has revealed this to me about how the enemy operates in my life, he cannot get my actions off. I am a very decisive person. I do what I say I'm going to do. My yes is a yes is my no's are no. Can't nobody convince me to do something I don't want to do. I've been like that since I was young. <laughs> my family always said that I was rebellious and disrespectful, but that's turned into a very uh, grounded adult who is firm in her decisions and is not easily swayed by other people. So once I decided that I was going to live for God and truly give him my all, now that doesn't mean I'm perfect. We all sin. We all fall short. But I am determined to always repent and get right back into right standing with God. So the enemy knows that he cannot take me off of this walk with the Lord. So what God just constantly shows me is because he knows that 
What he will do is frustrate me in the process, cause stress and mental anguish and anxiety and all of these things that even though I'm still walking in alignment with God, I don't have the joy and the peace that comes with that walk because I'm always in my head. So these are some of just my internal struggles that I overcome on a day to day. Now, earlier on, difficulties because I'm in a place now I've seen God move way too many times like I ain't really tripping off of too much these days my confidence in God is like on 1000 but earlier on when I still wasn't really seeing what all of that that faith and commitment was going to add up to some of the difficulties I experienced then was like loneliness people just not understand like I wasn't moved by people but we are human and we are communal uh creatures So we want to have community and we want to have spaces where we're understood. And because for me growing up, I always felt misunderstood. It was a void that I just really wanted to be filled. And for a while earlier on, I just felt so isolated in what I was trying to do. It's like, I don't need anybody to understand it, but it would be nice to have some encouragement, you know? And so that that was a, a big thing for me earlier on. But because I am introverted by nature and and able to stand on my own, I just kind of muscled through it and really just prayed for God to send me people who understood. And he did. He sent me people who got it. One of the reasons I built this society was for this same thing. And so now I have a community of people who understand the faith and understand the business. But I still find myself facing that same difficulty today where I feel like, yes, I have plenty of people who understand the faith and who understand the business, but I don't feel like I have a lot of people who understand the level that I'm trying to go. And I don't think that you can understand the level I'm trying to go without getting to a certain point yet. So a lot of the people in my circle are building their businesses and very strong in their faith, but haven't achieved like the business success that I have or certain business milestones that I have. So there's certain just things I I wish I could talk through with somebody, but I just don't have anybody to that will get it, if that makes sense. So I find myself now even back in the, the similar situation I was then where I don't need it to trust God, but it will be nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's something that I take to God often. But one thing I know too is that God always protects me. So even through these difficulties, if I needed, if I really needed somebody to talk these things through with, God would have sent them to me. So the fact that I have this void means that I don't need it. I want it, but I don't need it. And I trust God's plan, his path and his methodologies enough to just deal with the difficulty of the void. Okay, I'm going to do one more. This one is like seven questions in one, but they're quick to answer. And it's more business specific. I feel like I haven't been deep for the last 30 minutes. So the first one is, uh, what platform do you recommend to host an online community? I recommend Mighty Networks. There is another comparable platform called Circle. I'm not too familiar with it, um, but the society is hosted on Mighty Network. And I really enjoy that platform for our community. And our community members enjoy it as well. The second question is, what strategies did you use to build your community? One, being very hands-on in my community from day one. 
So when I first built the society, I did everything. I wrote all the posts. I answered all the questions. I did all the lives. I did all the Bible studies. I did everything. I was constantly in communication with my community. And what that does is it allows me to really get firsthand knowledge on what they need, what they want, how to better serve them. So just constantly being in communication with the community was very important. Also, uh, having the podcast, of course, helped tremendously to grow my community. I would suggest if you're trying to grow a community, definitely make sure you have some type of free trial where people could come in and try it out with no financial cost to just decide if they want to uh, make that commitment or not. Um, Also, having us having these challenges and things like that every quarter do a great job of growing our community. That's just one of our biggest growth strategies is to do these free challenges and such uh, every few months. Bringing other people into community uh, grows it as well because they're able to bring their platform and their audience uh, with them. So if you do a combination of these, you'll see your community grow over time. She says, how do I create a business plan for a service-based business if I'm still unsure about what service I want to offer my community? Um, And in parentheses, she says, I'm still in the building phase. I share weekly emails and weekly podcast episodes. I have digital products available, but no one has purchased. I would go on a a, a limb and say that no one has purchased because you don't even know what you want to offer. And honestly, starting with what you want to offer is always a bad idea. Your business needs to solve a problem. Most businesses fail because they do not solve problems. So you need to identify what is the problem within your audience. After you identify what the problem is, you need to to validate that that's actually a problem. Because most of the time we think we're solving a problem and it's really just not there. There's no need for it, there's no demand for it. And we get so deep into doing the things and get so frustrated about not seeing the results. But the fact of the matter is there was something we thought people wanted, but it's just simply not. And so to validate your idea, you can do things like, of course, doing some market research to see what's out there, what's the industry size for whatever it is that you're trying to do. You said that you have platforms like a um, podcast and email and things like that. Also, look at your data. What are people interacting with the most right now? Allow your audience to really just tell you what they're interested in and what they want based on their consumer behavior. What podcast episodes are the most popular? What podcast episodes are the least popular? What emails have the best open rate? Better yet, what emails have the best click-through rate? So really do a deep dive into a qualitative analysis of the data that you have to get a better understanding of your consumer. You can also put together some type of survey and send that out to them to find out. You can do uh, some research on others who are solving similar problems and seeing what their customers are saying. But um, yeah, you need to, to really solve a problem first. We can't just, you know, start creating stuff and putting it out there while we're still unsure. And then also like, you know, don't take people's money when you're not even sure what you're doing yet. Um, You can also do some type of beta program and tell people like, hey, I'm going to uh, I'm going to offer this for free in exchange for your feedback. You can do that. You can do a focus group to really see what your audience wants. There's so many different ways to validate um, your idea, but you have to solve a problem. That's the root of it. You have to solve an actual problem. Um, Number five says, how do you stay humble with the level of increase you've experienced? Girl, because first of all, (laughs) first and foremost, I ain't get none of this because of nothing I did. All I did was apply the smarts that I have 
and the work ethic that I have to what God said and God did the rest. I am not successful because of me. I'm successful because of God. And the second I think otherwise is the second he'll take it all away from me. So it, being humble is not even a something I have to be conscious about because it's in, it's in my being that this is all because of God. There's, there's no, no, like <laughs> I'm laughing because like, how do I stay humble? Cause I am, <laughs> who am I without my father? Where would I be if he didn't save my life? What would I be doing if, if, if he did not transform me, I would be nothing, absolutely nothing. And also God is not through with me yet. What he's done for me so far is great. It may sound good in these podcasts and look good on social media, but trust me, I'm not scratching the surface at all with what God is going to do through me. So I'm not about to sit here and get all uh, bright eyed and bushy tail about this level when I know what God is doing for me next. And I know what he has for me. And I also know that it's him that's going to make that increase happen. So it's very easy to stay humble because I am nothing without God, nothing. And the increase that y'all see, I've said this, I believe answering another question before, that quote unquote increase that you guys see on the outside, to me, it's nothing compared to what God has truly done in me. I don't look the same when I look at myself in the mirror than who I was before Christ. The All of the things that God has blessed me with are intangible. Like, I, I, I can't even articulate to you what God has done in my life that has absolutely nothing to do with what you think increase may be. I am forever in gratitude of God just totally restructuring who I am. I am like, I remember a time when I was younger, where I hated myself. When I was a, a teenager, I ran away from home. I went to my, I, I'm, I'm bring it back in because I don't want to cry. But I remember going to my grandmother's house. I told my parents I was going to a party and I was, I packed a bag. I went to the party. I told my friend, I said, Hey, can you just drop me off at my grandmother's house? In my mind, I was getting ready to run away. I got to my grandmother's house. I said, grandma, I love you too much to just go and you never see me again. I said, so I'm coming here to just tell you I love you and what I'm planning to do. My grandmother did not let me leave her house that day. And I ended up not running away, of course. But I was really, there have been so many times where I've hit rock bottom that God has saved me from myself. So many broken moments that God put me back together. All this increase don't mean nothing to me. It's nice, of course, but compared to what, how he saved me from myself countless times, how he saved my life when I should have been dead a long time ago. Like, girl, listen. <laughs> Listen here, ain't, ain't, humility ain't even a thing. I will give, for God I live and for God I die. I'm 10 toes down about that. He could give me nothing else and I'm still going to be on my face every day asking, what shall you need me to do, God? Because I don't deserve you. So, yeah. I I ain't even gonna go off my soapbox because I'm already got a little couple thug tears coming down, but that ain't man humility. That ain't no problem. 
<laughs> that ain't no problem at all. Whew, I had to pause the recording, get myself together. <laughs> so the last one of uh, her questions I'll answer is that she says, how do you handle people who feel like you're acting funny as a result of your life transforming because of your relationship with God? Um, I don't act funny. I think that's like number one. Sometimes we can get on our high horse and be like, oh, it's because God is changing my life now. People think I'm acting funny. You probably are acting funny. You might be like turning your nose up at them and what they're doing and acting like you're too good. That can happen. It's very easy for that to happen when you first start uh, allowing God to transform your life and you're walking away from things that you uh, used to do that you don't do anymore and your friends or people around you may still do it. So I would really just take a, a little uh, introspective look for a second to, to ask yourself, am I acting funny? Because you might be. Uh, for me, I've never really had that issue because I don't, I've never like tried to force my friends or the people I love to be anything different than who they are. And I never tried to make my convictions their convictions. So I'm not going to be out in the club, taking shots, getting drunk and all of that. And my friends understand that that's just not where I'm at anymore. So they just don't invite me, but they love me. And me engaging in certain things, their love isn't contingent upon that. There are plenty of things that we can do that don't involve sin. But if my friends are talking to me or whatever, and let's say they tell the story, they cussing or whatever, I'm not like, you need to watch your mouth. You know, God, and I'm not doing that. And most of the time they watch their mouths because they know that I'm not going to meet them there. I've had friends who I don't even know if they ever touched a Bible. But in conversation, they'll start referencing God or saying, well, I'm going to just let God do this. And I always, it makes my heart smile a lot of the times because the best testimony, when God has really transformed your life, you really don't got to say too much. You really don't. And I love my friends and I love my people. I love hard. When it, I have friends I've been friends with since middle school, um, since the sandbox, we go through different life changes. We're in different phases in our lives. But if they call me right now, I'm in the car, no questions asked and vice versa. And so it's not about acting funny or anything like that. It's just, I'm going to let God change my life. And I pray that the work that you see that he does in me inspires you to know who God is for yourself. And when you're at that point and you want some help or you want me to pray for you or you got questions, I'm here to answer those questions for you. That's the way that I look at it. And I, but I say do an introspective look first because sometimes I think we can get on a high horse sometimes of like, oh, well, I'm at church every Sunday. I'm reading my word. I'm doing this. Y'all still out here doing da da da, like looking down on people. And I just don't believe in, in doing that because I think that ruins your witness. And I want my life to be an example of what God can do. And for that to make my, my people want to know about God. And then I can be there to minister to them when they're ready. But there are situations where some people just want you to be in a foolishness with them. And if that's the case and they say you acting funny, then it is what it is. They're not your friends anyway. And they don't love you. If the, if you bettering yourself or you moving towards what God is calling you to do is offending them, then they really don't care about you in the first place. And they probably need to be let go. Simple as that. And you can just pray for them. 
um, and just ask God to move on their hearts. And if it's something that bothers you, then ask God to just, you know, heal your heart towards the subject and allow you to be more at peace with the way that your relationships may look different in this season. So that's it for this episode, y'all. This was a little long, but I wanted to finish off the questions. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite.